Hello, 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 hello. Hey, now I can talk and walk. <laughs> I sound like I sound a little loud, though. We might want to tone me down a little bit or something. Good morning. Um, I want y'all to start doing do something for me because I, I thought this morning I was going to come in and I was going to like impress you and say, "Hey, I know your name is Craig, and I'm going to go right down." I know. <laughs> It, it does happen to be great. I was going to go right down the line, okay? But then I got stumped, and I thought, oh, no, I can't do this. And if I do part of them and can't do them all, you know, somebody will be upset. So how about you um, tell me your names when you pass me, okay? <laughs> Whenever you pass me. Wherever you pass me, okay? If it's at the Bilo, I don't care where it is, tell me your name, all right? And then, and then you keep doing that until I say, don't tell me your name again, okay? All right, because that is the only way I'm gonna get to know everybody because people uh, float back and forth between the uh, services and that makes it a little more confusing. A um, Couple announcements, we're having the wonderful Wednesdays again and I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything else but there is wonderful Wednesday, this Wednesday and so now I'm gonna have to walk back to my notes. <laughs> Wonderful Wednesdays, uh, water play day, that's the thing. So make sure that you come and bring your bathing suit, sunscreen, and a towel, okay? And then Jessica wants me to announce to you that the music camp is beginning on July the 30th, and she needs some adult volunteers for food. So if you'd like to help her out, contact Miss Jessica Krim. Today I begin my visits to the Sunday school classes and I'm going to the cross trainers Sunday school class first. So I won't be hanging around as long afterwards uh, for you to tell me your name. <laughs> but I, I'm, so I'm going to be heading that way, but please don't forget to tell me your name. Also, just a reminder, and we'll talk about this more in a little bit, but we have 20, 20 people who are away, far away in is it South Dakota or North Dakota? South Dakota, okay. Uh, on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. And so, and I saw on the weather this morning that they're having a heat wave. So they, so if they thought they were gonna escape for nice cool weather, they, they're not, they're gonna have a heat wave. So we're gonna talk about that more in prayer time. Also, there is at least three sets of folks who have told me that they are, or at least have indicated to the office that they're interested in joining. I mentioned this last week, but here's the problem. I don't know what, I still don't have your faces. So is, is Mike and Sybil Sh Smith here? Okay, all right, okay. I need to see you for like five or 10 seconds at the end of the service, okay. And Paul and Olympia Eddy, they here today? Okay, and what about Craig and Shelly Reese and their family, okay. Someone says that sometimes they come in late and sit on the bleachers. So if you see them come in late and sit on the bleachers uh, and you're talking to them after when we're all cleaning up, would you tell them to see me for five seconds, okay? That's all I need. All right. Okay. I think that's all I have. I welcome you here. I'm glad to see you. Let us begin our worship together. All right, if you'll stand, we're going to sing our first song. This is Shout to the Lord. And for this week that we could do with two female voices so you just bear with us we don't have our lead singer so we're, we're gonna be fine don't worry you'll just sing extra loud I know we'll be great 
bow your heads and pray with me? Dear Lord, we thank you for this glorious day, this day that we can just come and celebrate you, Lord, and shout to you and just sing praises to your name. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to do that, and I thank you for the fact that I can just carry that with me, and I can shout and sing praises to you for the rest of my life. Lord, it's in your glorious name we pray. Amen.
this time, if you'll be seated, if the children, you'll come up and meet us on the carpet. Miss Katie's going to do the children's sermon. And the ushers will be coming around at this time to pass out prayer cards. If you have any prayer requests that you would like for us to pray over during the week, if you'll just raise your hand, and the ushers will pass out a card and a pencil, and we'll take those up again later. Good morning. How are y'all doing this morning? I have a question. Have you ever heard of the hokey pokey? What's the hokey pokey, Christy? Yeah, so you put your right hand in. Put your right hand in. Put your right hand out. That's okay. Put your right hand in. Can you do it, Kevin? And then what happens? Show them, Lauren. You shake it all about. No? Okay. Well, if we were going to do it, I can't do it because i got to hold my paper and my microphone, but if you were going to do it, no, that's okay. I'm good. Um, you put your right hand in, you put your right hand out, you put your right hand in, and you shake it all about, right? And then you put your left hand in, and then you put your right leg in, your right leg out, and then eventually, what do you put in and shake it all about? Emily, what's the last part? Is it your whole body? Yeah, it's your whole body. You put your whole self in and you shake it all about. Can you imagine if everybody in this room was doing the hokey pokey and we got to that last part and everybody was shaking and dancing? Well, that's kind of what the Bible story um, that I'm going to share with you today makes me think of. It comes out of the book of Samuel and it says, David was dancing before the Lord with all of his might. And while he and all of Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts of joy and sounds of trumpets. So they were kind of all dancing and they were all excited. In our Bible lesson, it says that King David and a large group of young men were bringing the ark of the covenant back to Jerusalem. Now, when, you, when I say the ark of the covenant, do you know what that is? What does it make you think of? When you hear the word ark, I bet you think of something. What do you think of? Right, that's what I think of too. Is that what you're going to say, Christy? Well, this is a different ark. So I brought a picture. Can everybody see this? I have one for everybody before we leave, but for now. This is what the Ark of the Covenant looks like. And it was a kind of a big box, um, and it had gold over it. And inside the Ark were two pieces of stone. Do you know what was on those pieces of stone? The Ten Commandments. So it was a large, beautiful box covered in gold. Inside were two pieces of stone with the Ten Commandments and also a few other things, Aaron's staff and some pieces of manna. The ark and its contents were symbols of God's leadership and protection of the children of Israel, and they carried it with them as they wandered into the wilderness. So during a battle against the Philistines, it was decided to carry the ark into the battle, and they thought that would be good luck. Well, the Philistines won the battle and captured the ark. Now, after many years, the ark was finally being returned. As King David entered the city of Jerusalem with the ark, he and all of Israel rejoiced, 
and the Bible says that David was dancing before the Lord. He wasn't just dancing a little bit either. It was kind of like the hokey pokey. He put his whole self in and danced with all of his might. So when we come to worship, I think that we should follow that same example. Do you think we can do that? Now, that doesn't mean that we have to come and do the hokey pokey, okay? But when we come, we can worship with all of our hearts and with all of our minds and put our whole body into it. Do you think that sounds good? Okay. Well, I have a sheet for you to take with you to help you remember. But before we go back to our seats, let's say a prayer together, okay? Will you bow your heads and repeat after me? Dear God, we praise you. We adore you. And we worship you with our whole heart. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know if I know it. Now show me. What am I supposed to do? Right hand down. Back. Okay. Right hand in. Right hand in. Shake it all about. Can y'all help me? I mean, I, it's kind of hard to watch her and watch out. Okay. Shake. And then what? Then you do the hokey pokey because now uh, you turn around. So. Okay. All right. We got to. Yeah, we need to get the kids. <laughs> we need to. We need to let the kids uh, do that for us sometime. Or or y'all do it for the kids. That's better, right? Hokey pokey. So, as we come to this time of prayer and uh, prayer cards, uh, you know, prayer cards, and bring the prayer cards up to me, please. And I want to read you these names for you to keep in prayer Luke Howe, Patrick Simmons, Madison Merrill, Carly Majors, Anna Wade, Morgan Long, Bailey Watson, David Hawkins, Bailey Knapp, Ian Hyatt. Sam Wilson, Stephen Kiff, Sam Thornton, Thomas Thornton, Hannah Bailey, Colby Zucks, Corey Connett, Jocelyn Kiefer, Stephen Connett, Andy Watson. That's the crew from our congregation. And we want to make sure you keep those people on your mind this week. Uh, and we lift up many prayers for them as they work on this Indian reservation. Also, I want to report to you that Dr. Bridges is finally out of the hospital and has moved to rehab. Ellen Rogers had a slight setback in his back in Spartanburg Regional. And Arthur Holt wants you to know that he's having some surgery coming up and he desires your prayers. And uh, so if you remember Arthur and Penny, and my wife Brenda has uh, just found out Friday that she's gonna have to have a hip replacement surgery. So if you're here this afternoon for the, for the um, drop-in reception, and she's sitting a lot. That's the reason why. So I want to remember all those in our prayers and these that we lift up here and we, and we will lay upon the altar today. Let us pray. Gracious God, we, we come before you this day in all of, of your majesty. We, we know we're not worthy to approach you, O oh God, and yet, because of the love given to us through Christ Jesus and the grace that he provides, we can come before you and offer our prayers and our petitions, our thanksgiving. 
And yet, O oh Lord, when we come before you, we know we must confess we have not been uh, the saints that we should have been this past week. And Lord, help us to be saintly in all that we say and do. Help us to shine a light to the world. Help us uh, to guide others to the source of all hope, which is you, O oh Lord. We pray, O oh God, for each of these that we have named. Uh, some are facing surgery and illness uh, battling illness and some are uh, on mission fields and, and Lord there are many others that I'm sure we know of uh, that we want to lift in prayer now uh, silently in our hearts oh Lord we know that it is your will that all things in heaven and earth be united into your purpose and so we ask that you would touch um, all these things that are broken all the things that are broken, those broken places in our lives and in the lives of those that are dear to us. And we pray that you give release to pain, uh, freedom from anxiety, and relief from mourning, that their joy and our joy may be full. For we pray in Christ Jesus' name, who taught us when we are together to speak with one voice and one spirit this prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture lesson today comes from the book of Romans. Uh, Romans 12, verse 1 through 13. If you'll look with me on the screen or follow with me in your Bibles. Give attention to the reading of God's holy word. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. And do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. And just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is, if it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheer cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, 
and share with God's people who are in need and practice hospitality. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we thank you that you called us here, you brought us here through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we ask, oh Lord, that that same Holy Spirit would help us, enable us uh, to understand. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Now last week, I, you, you, one thing you're going to start, you'll start learning pretty soon about me is I do a lots of connecting sermons. I don't really call them sermon series, but in a sense they are. And one of the things that we really started talking about la- last week, if you think about it, is how we're to live and living in the kingdom. And living in the kingdom of God is expressed, of course, by our actions, but it's also expressed in our worship and it's expressed through our confessions in worship. And one of the greatest and earliest confessions of the church is the phrase, I believe in the communion of saints. You've probably, I'm sure, heard of that. And this confession is part of our tradition as followers of Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, traditions in the church sometimes get a bad rap. Uh, And it's a little bit like the story I heard of the young rabbi who had just been assigned to his new congregation, a little bit like me. And it seemed that he found out that uh, the people worshipped two different ways, just a little bit like here. And he found out that in this case it was the prayers. Uh, Some prayed uh, by standing up, some prayed when seated. Each group would complain about the other, insisting that theirs was the true tradition. And nothing the new rabbi could do would seem to fix the problem. And so he sought the counsel of a, of a wise old rabbi who had been there in that church in previous times. And he met the old rabbi in the nursing home. And he poured out his troubles. And he said, tell me, he said, what was tradition of the congregation when you were there? Did they stand during the prayers? No, said the old rabbi. Well, so the tradition is that they sit during the prayers. No, said the old rabbi. Well, the young man responded, well, what we have is complete chaos. Half the people stand and shout, and the other half sit and scream. Ah, said the old rabbi, that was the tradition. Does that sound familiar? I've often found it so interesting in churches. Sometimes I feel like I have to be... uh, what is it? Schizophrenic, because we go from contemporary traditional, traditional contemporary, and back and forth and back and forth. And sometimes we try to give them each the other a bad rap. But the thing is, is that we are a communion. We are a community of saints. Uh, and as a community and a communion of saints, we learn and understand that we can worship many different ways. And it, all of us don't worship the same. But we are communions of saints. But sometimes we're not always saintly. And if it's in the communion of saints is really about not just fellowship, which churches seem to do fellowship really well, but communion of saints are, are about kindred spirits. They're about sharing values. They're about the same destiny. They're about the same wonderful adoption that we have as child, children of God, as a child of God. And so because of those common values and common spirit, we can and are and we share sainthood. And, you, you know, I know it's hard for us sometimes to think of ourselves as saints. If, you, somebody, if somebody asked you, tell me a saint, you'd probably point to someone who's a very special person. Or you would, or you would maybe think of someone at the church has venerated through the years uh, as a saint. 
But you see, the word saint comes from the same root of the word as holy. And we are set apart. We are set apart. And we are holy, which means we're set apart. And so we're saints set apart for a reason. And, and the Apostle Paul often began his letters to the church uh, saying that he, had, he was greeting those beloved that he called saints. Now, were these particular people pious or pure? No, of course not. Not any more than we are at some times. We are, right? We're sometimes we're pious and pure. Uh, more often than not, we're not. Uh, we have problems. We have shortcomings. Uh, like all humans, we, we, we know this. But we're still the church, and we're still set apart. And we're set apart for a reason. We're saints, to be saints to the world, to be examples to the world, lights to the world. And even though our, at times our behavior is not very saintly, we are still saints because of our relationship to Jesus Christ. So how should we live if all this is true? Well, this is where the Scripture in Romans comes in. Paul gives us several uh, good examples of how we should live. Uh, I, I've told lots of people that you should take that down, that, that Scripture. You know, it's really easy. You can make it into like the to-do list. This is my to-do list for this week. To be, to be these things that Paul described in, that ver in those verses. To present ourselves, to present myself, you to present yourself as a living sacrifice to God. In other words, you're not to be conformed, as the Scripture says, to the world, but to be transformed by the renewing of your minds in worship and reading of Scripture and daily devotion. This is the way you discern the will of God. People constantly ask me, how do I understand the will of God? Well, it, begun, it starts in those basic things like that. It starts in prayer and Bible reading and worship. And that's the way you find out. God speaks to us through people and circumstances and, and through worship and through all these things and activities when we're together as the saints of the communion of saints. And as I said last week, you start, you start simply by remembering who you are and whose you are. When you are being a saint... In, as a Christ follower, one of the things that you do is you make sure that your day-to-day -day activities are offerings to God, are offerings to God. I'm going to walk away, Craig. I'm getting ready to walk away. Okay, I wasn't sure if I was still on. <laughs> I was giving him a high sign. Barbara Brown Taylor is an Episcopal priest, or a former Episcopal priest. She teaches college. She's written many books. And one of the greatest books, and I, if you have got a chance, go get this book, read it, check it out, download it on your Kindle. It's called An Altar to the World, Barbara Brown Taylor. And in it, she says that all of our life should be an altar to, to God. Everything we do, even in the most mundane things, should be uh, an example of our altar to God. And she gave an example, which uh, stuck with me quite a bit, about she lives out in a rural area now, and she hangs her clothes up to dry instead of using a dryer. And she says as she hangs up everything, she says it becomes more than just the mundane task of hanging up a shirt or a dress or a towel. She, she thinks about it. She puts her husband's shirt up, and, and she, as she makes sure it's straight and hung properly, she thinks about her husband. And she offers prayers to God about her husband and for her husband. And she does this as she's hanging up her laundry. And she's, she's come to know that and to dedicate everything she do, does in life uh, to 
making an altar in the world. A few weeks ago, these little things right here, you, you see these little things right here? I can take them off, I guess. You see these little things right here? All right. Mine broke. Well, when it breaks, you know, I don't have it now to hang around my neck, the glasses. And folks, without these glasses, I can't read a thing. So in effect, I'm kind of blind, okay? I'm blind without this little thing. And so I went looking for this little thing, and I found a hard time trying to find one. And I actually, I finally found one, and it's like two bucks, okay? It's made in China. And I got to thinking about what Barbara Brown Taylor had said in her book, and I got to thinking this, I should make an altar to the world. And so I did. I got to thinking about it. And I said to God, I said, I wonder about the little Chinese person that made this thing. What kind of life did they live? What kind of conditions are they working under when they made this, this little thing? I got to thinking about how the way it traveled so far across the world to get to the CVS. And then I thought about the person who had to price it and put it out on the counter. And what about their life? What kind of life they're having? And I thought about all these things, and, and I thought about without this little $2 strap of cloth, I am blind for reading, in effect. Because you see, I know some of you are thinking, well, you still had your glasses. No, <laughs> without them attached around my neck and on my body, there must be a hundred pairs of glasses somewhere in the United States that at one time belonged to Joseph, okay? Make what we do an altar in the world. An altar in the world. Everything we do is an altar into the world because we are communion of saints. We're communions of saints. And I used to wonder how come our creed didn't say anything about love. And then I got to thinking about that the saints are in heaven and they're praying for me and you. And I realized that in itself is an act of love. Love is the communion of saints. That's what the communion of saints is about. That's why Jesus says we're to abide in me, he says, and love one another. You see, these things belong together. Being saintly and loving belongs together. And that's the real communion of saints. So the question then has to be for us, do we live as we believe? Do we live as we believe? That's the question. I'm still not sure about the time. Am I okay? Okay, I'm okay. All right. In my last congregation, we had a little lady whose name is Lallage Jones. Now, she says that she knows some folks over here in this congregation. Now, it could be she knows them from 40 or 50 years ago, okay? <laughs> she is 103, 103 years old. Little Miss Jones comes to church every Sunday. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. She's the last one in. I will have usually started announcements, and sometimes we have even started the service, and I'll look over to the side, and she'll be standing there patiently with her cane, waiting till the proper time to come into church. What's wrong with Miss Lallage Jones that she comes to church every Sunday? What's wrong with her? Somebody's asked me that. 
What's wrong with this woman? She's at church every Sunday. Does it not ever rain at her house? Does she never have unexpected guests? Does she never go somewhere on Saturday and just too tired to get up on Sunday mornings? Does she never attend family reunions or sporting events, take vacations? Does she never get a cold or a flu? Does she never oversleep? I want you to know I missed a Sunday. She wasn't there. She told me about it, okay? I didn't really miss. I had to be somewhere else. Has she ever become angry with the minister and felt justified in staying home? Surely she can hear a good sermon on the TV or the radio. Uh, Surely. What is the matter with Miss Lowish Jones? I tell you what the matter, what's the matter with her? She believes in the communion of saints. She believes that there's something greater than her own self-interest. She believes that when the people of God gather, there is something supernatural that happens. And she wants to be part of it. She can't explain it, and I can't either. But I've seen it. And I continue to see. She doesn't want to miss one minute communing with her fellow saints. And the question must be, do we? Years ago, a little boy was asked if he knew what a saint was. And he thought for a moment, and then he remembered the stained glass windows in the church. And he said this, and no words, I believe, are any wiser than those that come sometimes out of the mouths of our children. He said... The saints are the ones the light shines through. The saints are the ones the light shines through. Truer words were never spoken. I hope that you want to be in that number too. Believe in the communion of saints and act as disciples of Christ. Can you say? Amen. Let us join together in our affirmation of faith. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has creating and is creating, who has come in Jesus the Word made flesh to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, in life in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let those who are ushering today come forward and receive our tithes and our offerings. Pray for your mighty hand to eat. 
and sing together.
bless you and keep you this day. May the Lord turn and smile towards you. May the Lord give you his peace. Amen.